welcome to the Wonder of Our Life podcast. This is Marie Labee, and I am so glad you're here. Hey, it's Marie, and here is another episode of the Wonder of Our Life podcast. Today, we are talking about forgiveness. Not forgiving others, forgiving ourselves. Because I don't know what it is about the woman gene, or motherhood, or a combination of both, Forgiving ourselves is one of the most difficult things to do. Unless you've learned the skill set to do it well, then bravo. Like, I'm in that process right now of really working on this. The rest of us, though, if we're in the process of learning and we haven't even started the process of learning, forgiveness is no joke. Super hard. I am the first one to beat myself up and the first one to give everybody around me grace. Anybody else feel me? Yes? One, maybe two of you, all of you. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. I work with an amazing life coach. Her name is Dante Roche. If you're looking for one, I highly recommend her. You can find her on Instagram. Um, But one of the lessons that she gave me was to write a note of forgiveness to myself. Because we all go through different versions of ourselves, right? Some we really, really like. Some we're not super, super proud of, you know, some are really hard and some are really easy. And I had gone through a season of my life that didn't really feel good to me anymore. I wasn't super proud of all the things that I had done and I felt broken and kind of sad and embarrassed about that stage of my life. And I was holding on to all of that guilt and shame around all of that and she gave me an exercise to like I said write a note of forgiveness to myself so I wanted to share that with you and then we're going to talk a little bit about not beating ourselves up especially if you have kids who have extra needs we sometimes just lose it like and and I'll share an experience recently of where I had lost it um But since the whole theme today is working on forgiving ourselves, I will get started with my forgiveness letter. So this is what I wrote to myself. So I wrote this letter to my past self as a version of myself right now. I hope that makes sense. I'm making it way more complicated than it needs to be. Basically, you write a forgiveness letter to whatever self needed forgiveness, whether that's childhood, 20s, 30s, 40s, last year, last week. Um, It's writing a letter of compassion to that version of yourself, forgiving them so that you can put that to rest and move on. So here is mine. I forgive myself. Today, I let go of hurt feelings and resentment towards my past self. Mama, you did what you thought you had to do at the time. You had an unsupportive husband. You had a broken heart. You were financially, spiritually, and emotionally broke. You were working out of brokenness. You did your best with what you had. I forgive you. You aren't your past choices and mistakes. You are a new creation now. You are growing stronger and more whole every day. You did the best you could do. And that was enough. Thank you for continuing on when things were hard. I could be this version of myself now. You are strong. You are loved. You are cherished. And you are forgiven. And what I realized through this was 
I had to forgive that version of myself. I had to say that that time of my life was okay and it was what it was. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be who I am and where I am now. It was a stepping stone. And I was getting so caught up in the grief and the shame that instead of using it as a stepping stone for who I am now, I was using it as a barrier to who I could become. And I was continuing these self-deprecating patterns. I was continuing these systems of self-protection and these coping mechanisms instead of dealing with the root. If you have not read The Untethered Soul, I highly recommend it. It's one of my very favorite books. I actually read it every December to kind of clear out negative thoughts and energy before the new year. But one of the chapters is actually on this guy who got a thorn. And he didn't want to deal with the thorn. So instead of dealing with the thorn, he actually like created this like brace to like protect him from the thorn so nobody would hit it. And then the brace got big, and then he made this house to protect him, and then there's complications with the house that basically just kept suffocating his life energy. And all of this could have been prevented if he had just dealt with the thorn. And so that is my challenge for you, is what is a thorn in your life that you need to deal with? What is the thing in your life that is holding you back from living the best version of yourself or giving yourself grace and love now? I mean, everything we do should be out of the spirit of love, out of the intention of love. That's where we manifest. That's where we heal. That's where we project amazing energy out into the universe. And if we're not doing that, if we're not working from a place of love and graciousness for ourselves, how the heck are we supposed to work at a place of love and graciousness for our children and the people around us? We can't. So if you have a thorn to deal with, I encourage you to do that. Definitely read Untethered Soul and maybe do a forgiveness letter to yourself. Think of that thing that isn't letting your spirit go and finally forgive yourself for it. Now that was a past forgiveness I had to deal with recently and a recent forgiveness I've had to deal with. I'm learning how to do this forgiveness thing in real time, which is definitely not easy. I really struggle with it. Um, me and my kids went to a ball game the 3rd of July, so just a couple nights ago. And I'm pushing my daughter who has sensory issues to do a little bit more outside of her comfort zone because I want her to live a full, miraculous, amazing life. I don't want her to be limited by the things that are going on in her brain. So as a part of that, we're kind of pushing outside of our comfort zone. And a baseball game with fireworks is definitely pushing out of our comfort zone. And we have lots of complications. So we had to manage the diabetes along with like ICs for dinner, which was a whole other ball game. So I'm just super stressed, right? Like I'm seeing all the good and the bad case scenarios, trying to stay three steps ahead of my kids in my brain. And it is just stressful. It's very stressful. I was like high level stress, just getting to the game. Not, we weren't even in the gates yet. So the first thing that happened was 
we got into the ticket line, we were going to scan our tickets, and we realized after we had waited in line and got to the top, we were in the wrong ticket line. Oh, my sweet baby jalapeno. Like, my daughter lost it. We haven't even gotten into the game yet. My daughter lost it. So we had to go down the stairs and wait in the other line. The entire way down the stairs, she's screaming, I hate this. I want to go home. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. What kind of system is this? I mean, quite honestly, she was yelling what all of us were thinking, right? And in my brain, I'm just thinking, oh my God, please let it stop. Please let it stop. Like, let's just get in the gate so that we can have a good time. Please let it stop. And it, did, it didn't stop. And so I got to the end of the stairs and she kept screaming and I was just like, shut up, shut up. I cannot handle the screaming and the shelling. You're going to need to pull it together and we need to get in the game. I hate using negative language, especially the word shut up with my kids, really anybody, but especially my little babies. And as soon as I said it, it was like a knife to my own heart. It felt gross and awful and I felt gross and awful which made my stress level even higher and yes she she did get quiet and yes definitely not appropriate for her to yell and I'm still learning how to deal with those situations where her rad kicks into so it's sensory and rad like combo it's like a double whammy and I'm learning how to like deal with those outbursts better haven't done it yet Sometimes I do, but most of the time, no. It just makes me super anxious and overwhelmed, and I don't deal with it well. So I didn't I didn't deal with it well. We got inside. We're waiting for our snacks at the concession stand. We ordered, and then we had to wait for the nachos. My daughter proceeded to tell the lady who was getting all of our food for us what an awful mom I was and how much she hated me and how terrible I was and how I was torturing her. And, um, yeah, like straight to second knife to my heart. We haven't even gotten to our seats, okay? And I'm thinking, okay, first, this behavior is unacceptable. Second, my heart is breaking because who knows what this girl thinks. I mean, especially in our world, I'm thinking, oh, God, please don't call Child Protective Services on us. Like, this is not what you think. And my sweet boy jumped in and he was like, no, my mom is awesome. She does nice things for us all the time. And she's like, even like taking us to this baseball game, which thank God for that like little ray of sunshine. But yeah, I definitely at that point had really had it. So I had my kids stand up against the brick wall. I went and waited for our nachos. And in the midst of them waiting, like I was keeping my little eagle eye on them, a man tried to approach my daughter because she thought he thought she was alone and all of my spidey senses and mama bear just like wigged out and I was then feeling guilty because I'd left them alone for just a second where some stupid guy was already trying to prey on my kid which was so gross and like unsettling just in general like right like what we can't even go to a ball game where this doesn't happen. So, um, of course, I saw him be lining to my daughter and was about to say hello and interceded and brought them next to me. But I'm thinking, oh, my God, three strikes already. Like, we haven't even sat down. This night's going to be a nightmare. I cannot believe I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? Why do I put myself through this? We got our nachos. We went and took our seats. We 
got to be with all of our friends at the church. I had actually hired one of the high school girls, who's freaking amazing, to walk um, Gigi around so I could enjoy the game and she could enjoy the game, basically to babysit her during this baseball game so that we could participate with the rest of our church family. And after they walked around, and it wasn't just me and her, and she got a break and I got a break, we had a fantastic night. And she came home saying how much fun she had. And my son had fun and I had fun. And I'm so glad we did it. But man, to get to that point of fun was up uphill climb and uphill battle. And I wonder sometimes, like, is it worth it? I felt like crap when I got home because I was, like, processing, like, all the bad things that I had done. And I was dwelling on that. And if you deal with anxiety, you know, it just is like a spinning hamster wheel in your head over and over, beating yourself up over and over and over again. And then something clicked in me. Because I've been doing the spiritual work, I decided to start changing my thought process and go into a mindset of gratitude instead of beating myself up and coming from a place of love. So I started at the very beginning. Thank you. Thank you that I have the money and the resources to take my kids to a baseball game. Thank you that I have an amazing church family that puts a night like this together and that is friends with my kids. Thank you that we were able to get in line and do it again and that I was able to apologize to my daughter. Thank you for us being able to have the resources to be able to buy snacks because there was a time in my life where I wouldn't be able to do that. Every penny was pinching. So thank you for the nachos. Thank you for the icy. Thank you for the cotton candy. Thank you for the beer. Thank you for the snacks. Thank you for triggering my spidey sense so I could keep my kids safe from a predator. Thank you, universe, for keeping my kids safe. Thank you for keeping all of us safe. Thank you for the friends that will babysit my kids so we all can have fun. Thank you for letting us all have fun and being able to have a great night out. So I just went over and over that, just saying statements of gratitude, giving myself grace until a weight was lifted. And when you start changing your vibration to negativity and beating yourself up to a place of gratitude, even if you have to start small, your whole perspective changes and a weight was totally released from my shoulders. And now I can look back on that with like that memory that night with like fondness. Like we had a great time and both my kids want to go back and try it again and go with their friends, which is huge. So was it easy? No, it was not easy. It was really, really, really hard. Was it worth it? 100%. Was it worth the lesson in me learning how to change my mindset from beating myself up to gratitude? 100%, absolutely. So that's another thing you can try, is when you get into that place of beating yourself up or being super self-critical, start from the beginning again and start intentionally saying thank you and having gratitude for something every step of the way until your mindset changes. Okay. The third thing of forgiveness um, that I dealt with was actually today. And first off, let me just say, we haven't really been successful with my daughter in being in any kind of sport. Like, 
this is just a challenge for us. She's super athletic and I want her to hone in on something that she's really good at because I know she can be. Like, I just know this is her jam. Um, but we haven't done it yet. So I kind of led her into whatever she wanted to do. She's really into swimming. So we started with swimming. Her vice principal at her school has suggested swimming as a really good outlet for her. Um, we've definitely been encouraged to get her in different aspects of life that have calm, loving, authoritative figures, like a teacher or a coach, to help heal her brain and, and help get her readjusted. So now that we have the CBD THC, which I totally love, um, we decided to attempt swimming. So we started doing the swim lessons, which she was doing really good at, and she's doing better every day. And then realizing that she's kind of more on the aggressive side as a little kid, and she's big for her age, I thought water polo might be a cool thing. I had some friends who played water polo, their kids played water polo. I thought, okay, well maybe, maybe this will be your jam. And so we went and saw a practice, and she was excited about it. She even told my parents how excited she was to try water polo. And then today we were with her one-on-one -on -one coach and starting to learn and she's like, no, I don't want to do it, totally melting down. And my first reaction is, okay, am I making her do this because I want it for her or am I making her do this because it's something hard that she wants for herself? And when I realized I'm making her do this because it's good for her, I'm making her do this because this is something hard but that's good for herself, I was able to immediately release the guilt and shame from myself. So instead of it even taking me 24 hours, I was able to immediately be like, no, we can do hard things. We need to do hard things. I need to push her through hard things. And I was talking to her coach and she's like, nope, I think this is good for Gigi, which was a reiteration of like what I felt in my gut. Yes, this is good for Gigi, I need to do this. So I was able to release the guilt right away. So as you practice releasing this guilt, and forgiving yourself, it'll come a lot easier. I promise it will come a lot easier. But it takes the work, it takes the effort, but I know you can do it too. So I just wanted to share some of my thoughts and experiences on um, mom guilt and beating our, myself up and beating ourselves up and how I'm learning how to forgive myself more quickly so that I can enjoy more of my life. So hopefully one of these tips helped you as well. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like what you heard, um, please find us and like us and rate us on iTunes. Um, find me on Instagram at Marie Labee or on Facebook at Marie Labee. That's kind of like a fun little inside look of what our life looks like daily. Or um, I have a website, marielabee.com, where I host these podcasts that you can share. I also have a blog, and we're going to start working on some other fun things for that. So, you're doing great, you are loved, and I am just totally rooting for you and cheering you on too. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much.